You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, Malia here. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Matt today. Uh, And things look a little different, but I kind of feel like that's just our life in general right now. Yeah, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that that things are hanky or wonky (laughs) right now. And so we're just doing what we can do. Yes. And so for today's episode of The B-Side, we're actually video recording it also, um, just because we are doing something a little bit different since we pushed pause on our Hebrew series and we're going to come back to it here. We thought it might be um, to your advantage so that you could actually see I, Matt when he's like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think anybody has ever thought to themselves while listening to me, man, I really wish I could look at that guy <laughs> because this is made for radio or podcasting. But hey, listen, if you want to see us, here we are. Um, so there you go. So, I mean, it's kind of like a, a, a peek behind the curtains, a little bit of our podcast. I, I, I guess. guess, yeah, because right? this is what it normally looks like, yeah, is us yeah. just sitting here having yep. a conversation. Totally, um, totally. So, yeah, I guess. So, uh, the world is crazy right now. It is crazy right now, but you know what's awesome? Um, and I am, I'll be honest, I'm typically a, a glass half full kind of guy. Um, and, and so, I, I know I, I tend to be a little bit more rosy than most people when it comes to these things, but I just think it's so awesome. Um, just the faithfulness of, of the leaders in churches, um, evangelistic churches especially, the way they're scrambling, the way they're working um, to make sure they're staying connected with their congregations. And, and we certainly aren't the only ones working hard during this time to make sure we stay connected with people. It's just so impressive to see how much um, leaders in the church care about their congregations and they care about the word of God and the ministry. And so I, I hope people, even though it's weird, I hope they feel encouraged by that because that's a lot of work going into it from a lot of different churches and a lot of different congregations um, just to keep the ministry going. Because yeah. it matters. Yeah, it's, it's, I know talking with Shauna this morning, she was saying um, just in all the different children's ministry groups she's a part yep. of, she says it's just crazy. Yeah. I, same with me with all the church communication groups that I'm involved in. Um, but it's been really cool to see other churches say, hey, here's some resources, use these, or here's what we're doing, um, and just kind of bouncing ideas off each other too, yeah. and, then, and then going forward looking ahead to Easter and what that might possibly look like if we're not back gathering together. Yeah. Um, I, I feel this unifying thing happening, and so that's, that's been really cool. It is. It's one of the things that we always say, right, that we, we know as a church, like, Blessed Hope Community Church matters, and we work hard for our church that God has placed us in and has has charged us with right here. But we are playing for the name on the back of the jersey, right, which is Jesus Christ, not for our own um, church. And so it's nice to see that really coming to fruition in this, that, that we're using a different scoreboard than maybe the secular world would be using, which is how do we make ourselves stand out? Right. But, but a lot of churches are, are just coming together in this, which is really kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we didn't want to leave people hanging. Yeah. Hebrews. Like, I don't know who all's been tracking along with our series and, and 
following along with the reading plan, um, but I know when you said we were going to push pause originally, I kind of died a little <laughs> inside because I know. my type A personality is like, ah, oh, we got to finish Hebrews. Yeah, so for the so. finishers, <laughs> for the finishers in um, the congregation, you're my this people. Is, this is for you, right? <laughs> like everybody else is welcome to listen in, but I want you to know this is for Malia yeah. and people like her, my tribe, so that we uh, we don't leave you <laughs> hanging. So we'll have at least three of these. I know Pastor David will do one yep. next week. Yep. I'll come back uh, the week after to, to finish up Hebrews 12, and then we'll see where we go from there. Good. Perfect. All right. Well, let's dive in. Um, we are looking at chapters 9 and, and part of 10. Uh, yeah, mostly 9, but we'll okay. get into 10 a little bit. But, but there are a little, you know, the thing about Hebrews, and we've seen this all along, is that it's, it, it's, it's repetitive by design, right? The author is, is really trying to get us to understand and, and keeps circling um, around some points here. And so we're going to dig in mostly in 9 where he talks about Jesus as, as the ultimate sacrifice, uh, and then we'll we'll dip into 10 a little bit, but it's just more okay. of the same there. Good, good. All right. So I guess you want me to start? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair I enough. Mean, I will start. You're the one with the information. So. Well, I, I, I mean, you have the same Bible <laughs> I do, Malia, so... So you know this too, but but I'll just as a recap and 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 we got to be careful not to just sit and preach to people here, but but just to kind of just work through this as, as a little Bible study as we go, but um, and maybe see what we can pull out. But we're going to start in Hebrews nine eleven is where we've left off, um, and it, it starts with this in eleven. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered the greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. So, so we start right here just with this reminder, right? We've already talked about this, that Christ is better um, because he is the better high priest. He's the better high priest because he can enter into the tabernacle, not the man-made tabernacle that's a picture of the heavenly place but he can enter into the actual heavenly place. It's not made by human hands. It's not part of the created world, um, but it's better than that. It's in this spiritual world. And so Christ has this ability to enter just right off the bat, the better tabernacle, right? And, and, and it's because of this, with his own blood, in, in verse 12, with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. And so there is this really important thing here that we understand that the reason that Christ is able to enter this most holy place is because one, he's divine, right? He is God in flesh. He's fully human. He's, he's fully God. And he is able to enter this most holy place through this sacrifice that isn't goats and cows, but it's something more substantial. It's, it's basically himself. It's what it says. It's, it's um, with his own blood, right? Mm -hmm. And so right off the bat, we read this idea that, that Christ is the better sacrifice because he is sacrificing himself. He's not sacrificing an, an imperfect animal, right? right? And, and this is where Jews of the time would have, Malia, they, they would have really struggled with this sure. because um, sometimes for us, being so many centuries removed, from the, the crucifixion and the resurrection, they would have had no problem believing in the crucifixion. Some of them had seen it, sure. right? It was sure. common knowledge. They understood it. The question for Jews at the time that were struggling with Christianity was how in the world can you tell us that God died, right? You're telling us that he's God, 
but now, but, but he died. And how does that work? And, and, and why is that necessary? And so the author here is really drilling down on the idea that, that he had to die, mm-hmm. that it was his blood that was going to, to have this, this sacrifice in place. And that's where in the next three verses, 13, uh, 14, and 15, it's going to talk about the fact that it's the blood of Jesus that will secure for us a much better outcome than the blood of the animals. And so here's what he says. He says, under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered for us Oh, see, oh, Christ offered himself <laughs> to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance from God uh, that God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of their sins they had committed under that first covenant. And there, there's a lot of information there, but it's, yeah. it's this idea that um, the old system was fine right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't perfect. Right. It did its job. Mm-hmm. The, the blood and the ashes of goats and calves and, and, and cows and, and all of that, it, it could cleanse, mm-hmm. but it couldn't make pure. Right. right. And, and so there was still this, this guilt that people carried, mm-hmm. this condemnation that people carried, because uh, what would allow them to be okay with God in the minute, it wasn't it wasn't a permanent solution. That's why we right. said it feels like forever ago, but the last time we talked Hebrews in a Sunday uh, was this idea. It was really just a week ago, uh, but it feels like a lot longer <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, last but, week was like a year. Right. <laughs> but but it's it's the idea that this old covenant was like a spare tire. Right. Right? Like, like it was good, but it was never meant to be permanent. And so the blood of goats and, and calves and, and the ashes of a young calf, like all of that was good. Mm-hmm but it wasn't what it needed to be right. for this permanent thing. Well, and I liked, I don't remember what week it was, but you had talked a little bit about the actual animal sacrifices mm-hmm. and about how the animal would have been tied yep. to the altar and yeah. sacrifice. And, um, you know, I don't think, I think it's something we, we just read, but we don't really put ourselves there yeah. and think about, like, it would have been noisy with animals. Oh, it would have been a bloody mess yes. everywhere. And I just don't, we just don't think about it because you just read it and it, you know I, what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. That's yeah. why I think, I mean, think about it. Um, did you ever see the movie, The Passion of the Christ? Yes. Right? I think everyone who- I made Scott go see that on like, when we were like first dating. Oh, well, you know what? He might as well know what he's getting into. Um, but <laughs> that was before funny? you were really like all in. Oh yeah, I definitely was faith. not really a Christian. But you're like, oh, as a yeah. cultural Christian, we should go see this movie. Exactly. So a lot of people saw that. Yep. And I remember- Oh, I bawled. Yeah, I, I remember just the, the, the intensity of the beating. Yeah. Right, the, the, the gore- Mm-hmm. Of of Jesus being you know like like scored like all of this the yeah. scourging and, and and the crown of thorns and, and and the nails on the cross and and the bloody like like that movie was a hard R yeah for that reason I made my kids watch it a couple of years ago you know ago. what it's not a bad yeah. Easter movie yeah. right it, it, it it's I mean it's it's one of those things like is that exactly how it went I don't know none right. of us were there but right. but it certainly is a good picture because mm-hmm. we we can't think of the crucifixion. 
or animal sacrifice for that matter, anything is, is a clean, neat, tidy little thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah. Right. And that's the, that's the point that, that the Israelites would have learned way back uh, is that redemption costs blood. Right. Right. Sin matters and, and, and it has to be paid for and it's not cheap. Yep. Right. And, and so this is why, like, like we have to take this seriously when, when Christ says like by my own blood, like by his blood, he does this. And, and so if, if the animal sacrifices are good a little bit, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciousness from sinful deeds, uh, sinful deeds. I almost said sinful disease. I, I guess it is like sin is like a disease, I guess. But it's a broken, messy world. It again. is. But, but it's because of that that then in 15, it just kind of tells us that's why he can mediate a better covenant, right? And, and so part of the better covenant, and, and we'll get into this a little bit, part of the better covenant is just simply knowing this. We are free from guilt as a Christian, Right, and, and we can have some dialogue later on, maybe about what this means that uh, um, God uh, mediates a better covenant between God and people, so that all who are called can receive eternal inheritance from from God that's promised to them. But but here's here's what we'd simply say about that in this setting is that if you are desiring to have a relationship with Christ, you can consider yourself called. There is no one ever that will want Jesus mm-hmm. that is not called. To Jesus. And so if you desire Jesus, then you're called. And and when you have that relationship with him, that there is a better covenant, right? So we can be guiltless. Um, And and there are a lot of people, and I think we've said this a lot of weeks during this series, but there are a lot of people who are um, hauling around guilt that don't need to be, right? That's a lie of the enemy. Um, Because Christ's sacrifice is this thing that mediates a better covenant, um, and, and he died to set us free from the penalty of the sins we had committed under the first covenant. So all of the sins that we've committed and just our being that, that, that is sinful, you know, Christ died for that. And, and so we are no longer guilty. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't mean we get to do whatever we want. Right. But but it means that we don't have to carry guilt from mistakes that we've made. Right. And I know a lot of people are carrying guilt from mistakes that they've made. Things that have happened um, in their previous life, you know, in previous life, we don't believe in that around here, <laughs> but but in their previous life before becoming old, a Christian. Old life, yeah. Old life, yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, or, or things that have happened, um, you, you know, um, even as Christians, just mistakes that they've made as they were sure. growing. And, yeah. and those things sting and they hurt. And, and here's the reality. Like God never says, oh, I'll take away all of the earthly consequences for those things. Right. Um, but, but he does say you are guiltless because of them. And so mm-hmm. sometimes there's still a struggle. Sure. Yep. As we try to navigate yep. like the, the mess that our sin made. Yeah. I think we talked about that a little bit yeah. our last podcast. But, too. but there is not... There, there's not guilt, and so right. we, we need to we need to be encouraged that we can be free from that, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think this this that's why he he mediates a better covenant between us and God. I mean, I think the the thing is is so clear here. We get to move forward, right? If you look in Hebrews ten, you know, skip ahead to the next chapter in, in verses twenty two and twenty three. There's this idea that because we are guilt free, because he mediates a better covenant, in, in chapter ten it tells us so. Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him for our guilty consciousness have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. 
Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. And so because we're guiltless, we can go right into the throne room. We can go right into the presence of God and, and we can be confident that, that he will do what he said. And we can do that because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I think this is really important for us to understand as we, as we kind of navigate all of this, that Jesus is the better sacrifice because it's his blood that allows us to be in God's presence. The blood of animals covered us and took away our, our, our guilt for a little bit. Right. But his blood ushers us right into the presence of God because here's the interesting thing about the blood of Christ. And, and this, we, have, we have to be really careful about this because it's not a license to sin. But the blood of Christ makes you a new person. It makes you so that you are never guilty of sin again. Mm -hmm. Right? The old one would cover you, the old covenant, the old blood of animals would, and the ashes would cover you, but you'd keep sinning right. and you'd keep being guilty. Right. The blood of Christ covers you so that, listen, even when I struggle with sin, mm -hmm. when God looks at me, he doesn't see that sin. Mm -hmm. So I can enter boldly into his, his throne room, even though I know that I've made mistakes and that I've fallen down, the blood of Christ still covers me and I'm still forgiven. forgiven. And so we have this, this great freedom, right? It doesn't mean I should keep sinning, right? right? It means though I should, I should strive to do um, and to live out the life that he's given me. But, right. but this, is a, this is a big reality that we have to really understand. Um, right. Well, and that's, I think that's kind of where too your um, dependence on God, you know, does it, does it drive you to God or away from him, you know? And, yeah. It should always be driving us right back to him. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's the point. Like, I, I think we, we, we sleep on this too much, that in Christ, we are new creations. We aren't the same people we were. Right. 2 Corinthians 5.17 has that, that, that cadence, right, that, that therefore anyone in Christ is a new creation. And we're like, okay, yeah, that's great. We're new people. Like, but no, 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 it, 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 you are new. Mm -hmm. Like you are, you are completely different. That's how God sees us, is completely different creations. Like old, the old covenant, you know, we would come with the blood of animals and that blood would kind of clean us up a little bit, right? But if we are new in Christ, then we're not cleaned up a little bit. We're actually completely remade. And, and that gives us this new thing. That's pretty why awesome. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. And, and that's why it's so critical. Like, like in Isaiah, you know, when, when God is, is talking through the prophet, he says, all right, come on, let's settle this, right? Though your sins are like scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. The, the, they're red like crimson. I will make them white as wool. It's this thing. It's like, I want to do this for you. Mm -hmm. I want to make everything good yeah. between us. Yeah. Like it, it's not something that we have to beg God to do. Right. He right. wants to yeah. do it. Jesus willingly yes. did that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, thinking about our Easter video that if people haven't seen, they'll see with, <laughs> with, with Trip. Um, you know, that, that we think he wanted to, right? <laughs> Jesus, he, he must have wanted to die. I, those kids were those, amazing. Yeah, I yeah. had so much fun with them. Yeah. But, but yeah, <laughs> this is, he willingly does this. Yeah. Um, so it's by his blood. That, that we have this. This is the whole crux of this text. And, and, and we finish in Hebrews 9 keeps going, right? Um, but it's all in this same vein, that it's mm -hmm. the blood of Christ that ushers us into this newness, this new relationship, this new covenant, this, this new freedom where we're not guilty anymore. Right. And it only happens because he was willing 
to die. Right. right? You pick it up in, in verse 16, starts talking about this kind of will and testament, like this thing. Um, and this can get a little bit weird, which is why it's important for us to go over it. But, but I would encourage people not to get bogged down in, in the language as much as let's just look for the, the meaning and the understanding. When someone leaves a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who made it is dead. The will goes into effect only after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be put into effect. That's just common sense, mm-hmm. right? If you tried to look at my will and if somebody tried to collect my life insurance and take over my home and my cars and my kids, um, well, good luck to them if they want to take over my kids. <laughs> but, but if, if I they, get Aubrey. Deal. Um, <laughs> if they wanted to do that, like, like they would have to prove that I was dead. They can't say, oh, well, the will says I get Aubrey if I'm still living. <laughs> Um, you know, so that is why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal. For after Moses had read each of God's commandments uh, to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water, and he sprinkled both the book of God's law and the people using hyssop branches and scarlet wool. Then he said, this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle on everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. So without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So part of this is this idea that a will can't go into effect until there's death. Um, that is a direct correlation to what we've said all along. Redemption costs blood. Mm-hmm. It, it needed blood. That's why Moses, and, and this is where, again, people don't necessarily understand how bloody of an affair this right. was. When Moses first gave the law, God, God instructed him now make the sacrifice, everything needs to be sprinkled with the blood mm-hmm. because the blood is what purifies, which seems weird to, to you know, um, the public health part of us, right? <laughs> why, why are we putting yeah. blood on everything? Yeah. But it was the idea that blood, so I mean, he even, like, like people standing there, like yeah. he would, you know, mm-hmm. sprinkle them with blood and over the book and over all of these things. And it was because redemption costs blood. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and it just was a necessary kind of a thing for for them to understand, and it was necessary for them to understand it that way because it was all supposed to be pointing to this reality of Jesus. Right, that real redemption, final, total redemption, would not just cost the blood of a calf right. or a lamb or a goat, but it would cost the blood of the Son of God, mm-hmm. God in flesh Himself. Well, and I think too, like the I think the original readers of this would have been so familiar with the old covenant and the way that oh, things yeah. were, and so I think that's why he, the author, is repeating himself over and over with this because that's got to be hard for them to wrap their heads around. Yeah, he wants them to really understand yeah. that Jesus um, didn't just die, right? But that his death was meaningful and it was sacrificial mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was on purpose. You know, and, and that's why he ends this, like, like uh, in 24, for Christ did not enter the holy place made with human hands. We've, we've gone over this, which was only a copy of the, the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. He didn't enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal, right? If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And this is so critically important for us to understand, right? This is, this is what makes him the better sacrifice. It doesn't have to be repeated. This is what means we can be literally guilt 
free. Not mm-hmm. just covered for a minute, but guilt-free. Because the sacrifice of Jesus, God in flesh, does not have to be repeated. It's a once and for all sacrifice. And, and this goes so far as just to spell this out. Um, and, and Malia, you know this, I've said this before, but this is where I take exception mm-hmm. with some of our friends in, in other denominations and other churches uh, in the way that they practice communion and the way that they understand communion. Right, Because when we are assuming and when we're teaching that, that the sacrifice of Jesus, the, the, the body and the blood, is a continual sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like when we take communion and we say, well, the, this is now because he is being crucified anew. This is the body of Christ. This is the blood of Christ. When we still um, have a Christ hanging on the cross, it, it contradicts what we read here that, no, 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 this is a once and for all sacrifice. It is finished. It's over. It's not being repeated. It doesn't have to be because it is perfect and ultimate. And so it's why when people come up here to the front to receive communion, right? uh, When we say like, 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 and they take the bread, it's this, you know, this represents the body of Christ, which is broken for you. There is in no way, shape or form that this is the body of Christ that's broken for you because the body of Christ was broken and sacrificed and then it is finished. Right. And this represents his blood that was poured out as a sign of the new covenant. It is not his blood because that sacrifice was once and for all mm-hmm. and it's finished. Mm-hmm. And that's just so critically important for us to understand um, that Does, it's a one and done. Question, and maybe I'm just... Yeah, bring it. I can't remember. Does hyssop, does that, com- does that show up again at Jesus's crucifixion? Hyssop? Yeah, or no? Uh, or am I just making things up right now? I think you might be making things okay. up right now. <laughs> I was just reading that, and I was like, I swear that shows up somewhere again. Uh, it somewhere, might, but maybe. I don't, I, know. I don't know what kind of I'm not of branch. seeing it now. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know what? Stay tuned for next week <laughs> when Malia and David sit down to talk about chapter 11, because if she's right, she'll let you know. Um, I think it's fair. I don't know what you're talking about. I think that's fair. Um, but, but again, I think... Uh, judgment demands a substitute, and Christ was our substitute, and, and that's just the reality. So, so this is what I would say to people, if we're really starting to understand what this means in Hebrews, is that someone is going to pay the penalty for your sin. Yep. And, and, and the reality is that sin must be paid for. The penalty of sin is blood, right? It, it's a blood price, and the question is, who's going to pay it? Uh, Jesus has offered to let his death um, and his, his crucifixion pay the price, mm-hmm. but somebody's going to pay it, you know, and it's kind of the, it's kind of the old gospel-like illustration, right? Like, somebody wants to pay off all your credit cards, but you have to, ex- mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think about, like, like it, it's that Nor- uh, Nigerian prince, right? He wants to give you all of his money, and mm-hmm. <laughs> if you just give him your bank account yes. information. Um, except this isn't quite that shady. Jesus says, look, I died. I already did it, and, and yeah. I, I want it to count for you, uh, but, but it's something we have to accept because ultimately judgment will demand blood, Yep, ours or his. And, and, and he has been gracious to willingly uh, put his life down for us. And so this chunk in nine ends with, and just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes the judgment, so also... Christ died once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sin of many people. And the many people are those that choose him. Uh, And then it ends with, he will come again not to deal with our sin, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly awaiting 
him. So listen, um, I, I love verse 27 there. Just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes the judgment. Think this is the destiny of every human yep. being. No matter what our life looks like, no matter, um, no matter how successful, worldly, um, or unsuccessful according to the world, no matter how much we've achieved or haven't achieved, no matter how good or bad, no matter anything, no matter the mistakes we've made or the quote-unquote great things that we do for other people, doesn't matter. Ultimately, yep. every single person um, is destined to be here. Every single person will find themselves in this position just as each person is destined to die once. And after that will come the judgment. But I love that. They're destined to die once, right? But that, that tells you that there's, a, there's an opportunity because the judgment simply is this. What did you do with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's a simple thing. The, the judgment is not how much good do you think you put into the world the judgment isn't, did you do more good than bad? Right. The judgment isn't any of those things. It's because simply, otherwise, what did Jesus die for? Right, right. Like, like you're like, but I was a good person. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. But, but that's not the point. The point isn't, were you good? The point is, were you forgiven? Mm-hmm. And, and forgiveness demands blood, yours or his. And, and that's the way that it works. And so each person is destined to die once, and then comes the judgment. And the judgment is this. Are you paying for yourself mm-hmm. or have you trusted Jesus to pay for right. it for you? I love the ending of that, the, um, to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, are we eagerly waiting? Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um, because it's, it's one of those things that we should be excited for, yeah. right? For, for Jesus to come. Um, I mean, that's why John says at the end of Revelations, come quickly, yes. Lord Jesus. Yep. Um, it's what he desires above everything. But, but this, is, this is so critically important. I think one of the things I would say, you know, that's the word of caution for non-Christians there is, look, everybody's going to die and we're all going to face the same judgment. What right. did we do with Jesus? Right. Are we paying for our sins ourselves or are we trusting the blood of Jesus to do it? But for Christians that have already made the choice to follow Jesus, the question that I would ask them at this point or, or the, the encouragement that I give is this. Forgiveness is expensive. It's not cheap. Um, Judgment demands blood. Um, And so forgiveness for us has demanded blood, and not just the blood of an animal, although that would be expensive enough, but the blood of God in flesh, Jesus Christ himself. And one thing that I think we do as Christians is we start to treat cheaply the forgiveness of God. Mm -hmm. We take it for granted. I think, you know, I think that sometimes we, we're almost too comfortable. Yeah. You know, like, and I, I'm not trying to knock this because I'm sure I've got things at home that, that say this too, but, you know, the whole, like, Jesus and tacos or things like that. Like, they're fine and they're fun. What or do you like have at things that, that says, It's like we're too comfortable. Yeah, hey, and, listen, I like, like Jesus, I like holy, tacos. They're mighty, not on the same plane. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. God is holy, yes. you know, and I don't necessarily think those things are bad. I understand where people are coming from, but there's right. something that's happened. Well, it, yeah, we, well, well, yeah, they're all, they're like on the same field, which they're so yes. not. Yes, it, it's the problem with bumper sticker theology, right? You're yeah. like, I've got Jesus, yeah. 
and I've got my my soccer club right next right, to each other. Right. Um, you know, it's not bad, but but yeah. in no way, shape, or form are they on the same right um, plane. And so I, I do think that. But but we treat forgiveness like it's like it's just this thing. Like oh great, Jesus died for me, and so oh oops, I sinned again. Thanks, Jesus. Um, as yeah. opposed to really understanding what my sin cost. Yeah. Um, and, and, and being broken about that and being, feeling, yeah, just, yeah. It, it's this, it, it is a weird, and I get it for Christians. It sounds sometimes this, this counterintuitive and this weird thing, but it's this idea that, that I am wholly broken over my sin. Mm-hmm. I have holy sorrow. I'm repentant over my sin. But at the same time, I celebrate with excitement the fact that I have this new life in Christ and I'm not guilty. Right, but we can't just be like, "Oh well, I'm forgiven. Right. I'll just keep on sinning and I'll keep on acting like it's no big deal." Thanks, Jesus. Um, without this holy yeah. repentance, was that Hebrews week one when you kind of dissected the different types, like the iniquities yeah. and transgressions yeah. and sin? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the that kinds was really of sin. helpful for me. Well, I, I'm glad it was helpful for me when I first heard it too. That wasn't yeah. me. Right. Um, right. That was that was a pastor from India mm-hmm. um, doing this exposition of sin at the Right Now conference. Yeah. That I just it, so good. It was. It was. It, it was things I knew, but the way he opened it up and, and mm-hmm. went through that, I was just mm-hmm. um, I, I was blown away by that. And yeah. Carrie and I commented on that at the time. But yeah. Um, so I'm glad that was helpful for you yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, you just look at yourself so differently yeah it's not because you just always think of the things that you do yeah yeah but but it yeah it's not the things i do it's just who i am yeah that is sinful because i'm not and i'm like ah shoot (laughs) (laughs) well but but that that's the thing is that's why we it's it's not something to beat ourselves up about right but it's something to revel in Mm -hmm. what christ did for us then and to not treat it lightly but to take it so seriously because we are all kinds of wrong and yet he shed his blood to, to make us new. Yeah. And as a new person, I don't want to treat that lightly. I want to, I want to love that, and I want to be excited about that. And, and when I make a mistake, because I will, because I'm broken, um, and, and because I still have a, a, a flesh that is weak, and when right. I mess up, I want to ask God to forgive me, and I don't want to just say, oh, well, it's no big deal, but, but I want to strive and move to be better and different. Um, and to grow like him. And so I, I just think it's important that we understand, you know, if you're not a believer, listen, there is a judgment coming. Mm-hmm. And that's not to be scary. I'm not trying right. to, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to, to hurt anybody's feelings right. or scare anybody. But I'm just saying, be some like, like this is, if the word of God is true, which we believe wholeheartedly that it is, mm-hmm. then God says each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment. Mm-hmm. And we know that judgment is what did you do with Jesus? Um, but if you are a new creation, if you're made new in Christ, if you're following him, just don't take that forgiveness lightly. Um, and so I think that's that's a good place for us to stop in this this text in Hebrews. It's just, let's keep pushing forward. Perfect. And that's exactly where David's going to pick up next time in Hebrews 11 with that that walk through the, the hall of faith and, and talking about what it means to live a yeah. life of faith. And yeah. so that'll that be That should good. be an interesting yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. All right. Great. Uh, Thanks for watching and listening today. All right, cool.